Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Reside Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Munoz, here at Experience Agency D-Flash. Each week, I bring on different business leaders who are doing some game-changing work, especially at this really unique time. We're all kind of stuck at home um, because of COVID, and it's been a really unique uh, period of time for business. And so it's fascinating and so exciting to have uh, Arna and Jales, who are the co-founders of Spanner, on the show. I'm going to talk about their very unique company, um, what they, how they sort of focus on product design, how they've been able to adapt in this very unique um, part of our history, and hear their career story. It's going to be a fascinating conversation. Uh, take a listen. Hi, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Hello. So, so Arna and Jails, you are fantastic. I've been reading up about all the really amazing things that happen at Spanner. Uh, and we'll dive into that in a moment. But since I actually have a two for it, this should be a fun uh, uh, contrast because the question still remains the same, even if there are two of you on the show. Uh, what were your first jobs? And whoever wants to go first can go. So uh, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, um, so my, my first job uh, um, was when, when, it, when at school and probably one of my work placements is, is perhaps most relevant where um, it was, a, I, I come from, come from England and, and uh, Oxfordshire, uh, lived in a small market town and uh, there's not that much design work happening uh, in that area, but that was, that was my passion even super early on. I got a, I got a placement in a, in a bottle making factory. So super exciting, obviously. Uh, of course. <laughs> so went to the factory floor, saw the bottles, but I loved it seeing all the machinery, but the, the piece, which I think really uh, um, drove a path for my career was when I went into the design uh, uh, room and saw the first uh, people working on the, the CAD, the computer aided design. And for the first time seeing three dimensional CAD up on the screen. And there was one engineer that had this massive tablet doing this stuff. And I saw this stuff moving on the screen and went, that's what I want to do. So at the age of whatever it was, 14, 15, uh, um, seeing that and now uh, been, been, been doing a few of those uh, <laughs> 3D things over the years. So I think that's a, that was a, a pretty, pretty important first, uh, first job for me. Awesome. And a bottle factory. Huh. Sounds really fascinating. Um, how about for you, John? Um, so uh, let's, I guess I was always one of those kids like a lot of people who do what we do, who is taking stuff apart. I know Giles has the same kind of stories, but you know, anything that broke in my house, it was mine to take apart. And so I was always very hands-on. Um, my summer jobs in high school, I worked at my dad's. He had a, a fabrication uh, facility here in the Bay Area, um, making machines for food processing. Um, so very hands-on grunt work kind of stuff there, low guy on the totem pole in the, in the shop. Um, and when I left college, um, I knew I wanted to get, uh, so I was a mechanical engineer as an undergrad, and I knew I wanted to get um, more specifically into product design, but um, wanted to spend some time out in the world. So I worked at a uh, plastics injection molding factory down in Los Angeles, um, started the first nine, 10 months there. I was the graveyard shift uh, foreman um, right out of college, not knowing what the heck I was doing in there, uh, but that was sort of their jump in the deep end kind of training program. Um, and then uh, moved into the office, uh, started uh, designing some parts and learning CAD, uh, and then eventually went back to school um, to study product design more specifically. 
Ah, so uh, um, uh, that's where the path sort of begins for you. I see. Uh, fascinating. Like I've always said, I'm always been fascinated by product design, and that's why I was super excited to have you all on the show. So I'd love for you all to talk about, like, okay, so from Bottle Factory and from your first job, how do we get to Spanner? What's that journey like? And I guess, uh, Arno, why don't you go first? Um, yeah, for sure. So um, I've known Giles and then worked together with Giles now for, um, let's see, going on 14 years. Um, prior to that, when I, so when I finished my graduate work in product design, um, I moved through several different industries, um, spent a decade-ish uh, in the toy world um, uh, for a couple different toy companies as, as well as um, a freelance consultant. Um, then I, I worked in sporting goods for a while, uh, running a, the engineering and design group um, at Bell Sports, um, like Bell helmets and bike helmets, ski helmets, that kind of thing. Um, uh, and from there, um, moved to a consulting uh, firm where, where Giles had already been working for quite some time. Uh, so he and I were, were colleagues there for uh, a good seven years or so. Um, and at, at one point, things just kind of started to converge and, and um, um, it seemed the best move for us both was to spin off of there and open our own agency. Now, I mean, obviously there are a lot of layers, um, uh, a, a lot of details in that story, um, but um, it was the right thing to do. And it was one of those situations where, you know, we were wondering why we hadn't done it sooner. So um, that was uh, six and a half years ago now. Awesome. And Jazz, how about for you? For, for me, uh, uh, it was a decision a long time ago. So um, um, my, my dad was, was a, a business owner and grew up going to, going to his business after school and um, always knew I wanted to have my own business in some form uh, from a very, very young age. Um, and then studying product design in England, um, um, had one particular lecture from uh, an inventor called Trevor Bayliss who invented the, the clockwork radio. Uh, which had a massive impact on me. Uh, uh, we, can, we can go into that story, perhaps on another podcast, but uh, uh, essentially it's an invention that, that helps with communication uh, um, for when AIDS epidemic was starting off and he enabled um, uh, local workers and design and a fantastic product. But it was to have purpose on design, to have purpose on what you're, what you're, what you're creating. Uh, and then came up with the name Spanner back at university as well. So I, I had the, the intent <laughs> a long, long time ago and always wanted to do consulting. So managed to, uh, I was working in the, in the non-smart cell phone industry in, in Europe and, and uh, <laughs> got the, the opportunity to come over to, to the US and spent 10 years in the Apple ecosystem designing products. And, and that was all good foundation for um, going off and spinning, spinning out Spanner uh, um, to create products of impact and, and now everybody wants beautiful products. Uh, everyone wants that, <laughs> that uh, beautiful fit finish. No one is uh, accepting of a 1980s calculator anymore. So Anna and I are pretty passionate about that, that beautiful user experience and creating product that has, has impact out in the world. And, and we, we, we feel very fortunate to, uh, to be on this path together um, and have, have a look back. And it's uh, uh, still, uh, still very exciting. It's exciting now as it was the first day. Well, that's, you know, that's so fascinating. I think, you know, folks have, have really begun to care about design. 
And I always say that the moment for me where I realized that there was no turning back from you know, form and function, uh, taking a whole new set of um, eyes, was when the iPhone came out and then the first iPhone cases came out that looked much more uh, advantageous for women, I guess is probably the best way to put it, where it was an accessory. And this became this thing that I always needed to have. And the case and the holder and the purse that it went in meant so much because like this was, this new phone thing was part of who, who I am now. And, you know, depending on my personality and my mood, I wanted a different kind of case. I wanted a different kind of purse. I wanted a different kind of holder. And so, you know, for me, it's always been fascinating to see if that was, that the light kind of went on. Like, I really care about how this stuff is designed. You know, technology is really cool, but if it's not designed in a way that sort of fits into my life, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. Uh, and so as you were saying, that you know, there's no, no longer just a random calculator. It's got to be this calculator that looks and feels a certain way that evokes a certain emotion for me is why I want it. What's that been like for you? And I think there's definitely been this shift in terms of how people view um, how products are designed today. Yeah, I, I think Giles is spot on that, you know, um, in general, our standards are, are higher. Uh, what we expect from, um, you know, consumer products, uh, um, you know, hardware, hard goods, um, in how they, uh, how they behave, how long they last, how they perform, um, and even in in the in the digital world, you know, and an app that that just flows well. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't, you know, put your finger on it uh, literally or figuratively, I guess, but <laughs> that um, it just feels. Uh, clunky, like it's hard to find your way around. Things aren't intuitive or obvious. Um, hard to navigate. Yeah, and I think our our um, just on the whole, our sensitivity to that has been heightened. That we don't have as much patience for that. You know, it used to be um, we might tend to think, oh, you know, I'm just not good at technology. I don't understand how this works. You know, I've, that's why it's hard to use. Now, um, you know, the shoes on the other foot. It's we don't have patience for products um, that don't work well for us, don't fit into our lives and don't provide us the experiences that we're looking for. Awesome. And what's one thing that you think that, you know, uh, people don't understand about product design, whether it's a physical product or uh, it's an app that you're building. I think there's been a lot of like, well, anyone can be a product designer. You can just take a course on like Skillshare. Um, as, uh, forgetting that, like, actually, there's a, there is this art and science and experience that comes with it. What are some of those misconceptions that folks um, often sort of come to you when, they, when it's client work? Ooh, do you want to take that one first, Charles? <laughs> it's, it's fairly common knowledge, I think, of the, uh, uh, that doesn't happen by accident, but perhaps how much is involved to get to that that beautiful product, that beautiful experience. Um, it's, it's so much work and so much experience to bring into the table to make that happen. Um, and the, the biggest vehicle is through prototyping. Um, I think it's famous of how many uh, prototypes Dyson perhaps made uh, and, you, and marketing that out, but, it, but it's true. We, we, 
um, the clients come to us and they, they have one particular vision of how it's going to be. Uh, but we know that it's not going to be exiting and getting onto the market in that same form. There's a, a, a massive rigorous path of prototyping and testing and, and, and um, testing those assumptions because you may think that this particular feature or technology is important or how you execute it is important, but you don't know until you really experience it. So for us, it's, we want to prototype as, as much as we can, as often as we can, and in so many, many different forms. And as you go through, the fidelity of that prototype get better and better and better. But it's beautiful, the, the discovery that you have on each prototype and what you learn, that's not from it just being on the computer. That's not from just pontificating in a room with people and, and thinking how that might go, might go. You need the physical product in your uh, in your hands uh, uh, and it's, it's fun just to watch that unfold uh, and, and that's, that's how you get great product. And for us, our goal is that you don't see the engineering, you don't see the design work that's gone into that. For us, that's success, the simplicity uh, of, a, of a product when it's, when it's gone to a user and it just works and, it, and uh, it's in the background, that for us is, is success. Yeah, it's like you, you, it almost becomes almost like this sort of magic where you're like, you don't see all the tinkering behind it. You just see this wonderful, beautiful product or this really easy to navigate app and then you're off to the races. So I think for all of the really awesome things that you all have done, what would you say has been probably the most challenging project you've had, to, even you've had since you've had Spanner and how did you all make it through? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, uh, just trying to think, you know, it, challenges come in so many different forms. Um, you know, whether it's simply um, it, in the beginning, there's a there's a there's a vision for what the experiences we're trying to create, um, but we don't immediately see uh, what technologies or even what the the, the product itself really wants to be, what are gonna be the key features or um, uh, behaviors that the, the product will uh, embody that make it a success. Um, so the vision is fantastic, it's compelling. We wanna get there with our client. Um, you know, then we need to just sort of start with that blank slate and, and think about uh, what the experience is. And um, you know, like I said, how does that fit into the, the user's life? Um, and, and kind of go from there. Um, there are other programs that are simply challenging because there's, there's, there's a lot to do. Um, you know, um, we, we, we worked start to finish in the development of the Brava oven, um, which is a fantastic uh, consumer product, ex uh, user experience and piece of technology. Um, mm -hmm. And that was the case there is that the, we could see the vision immediately. Um, the, the uh, founder whom we knew from, from a previous experience brought this hacked Breville toaster oven that's <laughs> wired to his laptop into our conference room and cooked us this like Michelin star steak in four minutes. It was oh my gosh. But you know, it's, it's, it's immediately apparent the road from there to shipping consumer product is gonna be a long one. Um, and so, you know, there are challenges along the way and, and finding the right path, the most effective and efficient way um, and, and being very um, kind of brutal with the scalpel, if you will. Like if, if a feature is, isn't going to help improve the or create the user experience, you know, it's out. 
um, is as, as cool as the technology might be, um, you know, we have to be very uh, picky about what's in, what's out so that uh, we don't get bogged down along the way. Um, but certainly technology wise, engineering wise, that was an uh, enormous challenge. Very cool. I, I want to talk more about this oven in a second. How about you, Giles? Um, it's, uh, I think, like Anna says, it's uh, every program has its challenges, and, and we, we try and instill uh, across the team and with our clients. So it, it, it's the experience of, of navigating through those challenges um, and not to be phased by it. Now we've done so many products, we've been doing this for so many years, um, we get excited when there's the, the, the tough nut to crack, uh, when there's a big mechanical challenge. But it's, it's you know, to give a non-specific answer, it's every program going through those, those challenging pieces, whether it is a mechanism, whether it is just, just having the, the team be aligned of going through a particular phase, getting get to the next stage, it's not very sexy, but, it, but it's super, super important. Uh, and keeping everybody aligned uh, um, is, is critical. And it's always a challenge, um, but for Arne and I work, work really hard with the team to, uh, to, to make sure that that's the case. And so when there are the challenges, uh, we can get through them in a, in a, in a relatively unscathed manner. Cool. Okay, so let's talk about this oven. So the founder of Robin Oven rose into your office with a hacked toaster oven attached to his laptop. Isn't your first question, are you out of your mind? Um, or you're like, let's see how this works. Like, we, what's the story we, behind that? We already knew Thomas very well, and we know that he's out of his mind, and he, he won't mind us saying ah. that. Uh, <laughs> that's why when it's worked with us, because we're, we're similar maybe. But uh, um, it, 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 it was such an amazing opportunity. Uh, uh, he, he, he's brilliant. Um, and um, we saw the beauty of the experience and what that can, what that can do. Uh, I have my, my triplets, eight-year-old triplets, cooking me dinner now on the Brava oven, so it was worthwhile. Um, and um, jumping into something like that that is so undefined, uh, but pushing a new technology into a sector and first to market, um, that's really exciting. There's, there's never a run for, the, uh, run for the hills when that sort of opportunity comes up. It, it's, you jump in both feet uh, and, and get on the path of partnership together. Uh, and that uh, was a was a was a true partnership, a lot of fun. And then when you and then when you build something along the, like that with the Brava, and then you actually then now see the commercials for it, like what's you know, is there this is this like feeling of relief? Is it just like oh my gosh, we we actually made this crazy thing? Like what, what what's sort of the response when it finally sort of ships and you actually get to see it in market? Uh, it's. It's, it's very satisfying, um, you know, uh, not because it's a sh necessarily a shiny new thing and, you know, aren't we clever? It's, it's um, you know, fundamentally we're, we're, we're in design for a number of reasons and then we're in consulting because, um, you know, we, we kind of get our juice from helping other people succeed. Um, you know, maybe as corny as that sounds, but it's true. So when a product reaches market, I mean, we just want to, we just want to celebrate with our client that, um, that they got there. Cause that's, mm -hmm. it's pretty rare. It's a tough path. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a moment to, to congratulate them and, and celebrate, but you know, it is, it's, it's very, uh, satisfied, you know, filled with satisfaction. 
Oh, I imagine. I mean, that's just having those out in the world and saying, hey, yeah, no, we did make that happen. So what about, what about those ones that don't actually make it through? Like how, I know, because also as consultants, you oftentimes have to deliver that bad news. What, what are some of the, what are the, some of the experiences you've had where it's like you've had to tell a client, brilliant idea, but this isn't going to work. Um, I think it's very rare we take it to that level. Uh, maybe uh, um, diplomatically, perhaps we could challenge that maybe we do. <laughs> but um, we, we're, our, our spanner exists to enable, uh, um, and part of that is refining a path. And, and normally it is a, it's an adjustment. It's looking at it from perhaps a different angle. It's looking at perhaps a, a different strategy of how to approach uh, rather than a no. We, 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 we love to chat to inventors. Uh, it's super exciting to do that. We're fortunate to be chatting to huge companies as well, but um, uh, uh, no inventor should be left behind is, <laughs> is one of our motto. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and, and some of those are, what we suggest is you don't go outside yet. You do some user testing yourselves. You make some prototypes. Uh, or when you do get to this stage here are some insights of what that would mean it's going to be uh, uh, x million uh, x number of years and this is what the journey really takes and and that sometimes uh, uh, means that people shy away uh, from that idea they had and 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 maybe it's not worth taking it to product but uh, it's normally a, just a super positive conversation to um to look at what the options are uh, and then uh, and then trying to hopefully to to guide uh, guide someone to make their own decision of, of where they can take it uh, uh, but uh, uh, we, we we don't want to be uh, don't want to be dream killers uh, for sure but uh, we want to set people up for success awesome uh, and so very true. It's like, yeah, there's always, there's always a yes and instead of a no but. Um, so that's, that's great to hear. So, you know, looking on all the really incredible things you all have been able to do, what do you think you'd tell 25-year-old Arna and, and Giles? Uh, it, like if they wanted to get into this field or? Um... Yeah, like when you were 25, like, you know, thinking you kind of knew knew everything and, and could conquer the world but now that you know, looking back on it now some advice you'd give yeah um well you know i uh, we both uh, on occasion talk to um you, you know young people who are coming out of college or in the first few years of their career in that in that age group and it's often about um the first their first job uh what should they do? You know, how do they, how do they start out and um, in the best possible way? And um, my answer, at least they're, they're usually a little disappointed because I, I say it, it, it kind of doesn't matter what that job is. Uh, as long as you're compelled to go in every morning um, and it's interesting and most importantly, you can learn something um, from the people that you work with from um, the things that you can observe and try, um, you know, someplace where you can, where you can fail, you have the, the latitude that you're granted that space as a young person to try and fail. Um, and, and beyond that, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't much matter exactly what it is that you're doing, because you're not going to be in that job forever. Just get out there and start building your knowledge base, because eventually that turns into, um, wisdom 
and and it's that wisdom that that you can then start to sort of leverage uh, later. Um, you know, acknowledge that you don't know anything yet, basically, and get out there and and start learning. Uh, great advice. How have you done? Um, for, for me, it was, it was a very exciting time. Uh, when, I, when I was 25, I just arrived in California and I was working in, uh, in Apple and living in, uh, in San Francisco. It was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, um, my answer probably isn't, uh, isn't massively inspiring, unfortunately, but um, the power of your network uh, and the appreciation of that early on in your career, um, um, I didn't know how powerful that was around me at that point. Uh, um, and Anna and I are realizing that now, and we've got amazing, deep, rich networks from those experiences that we had. But uh, I, I, anyone in that stage, just, just look around and absorb and be the sponge to those people that are around you and making those connections. And, and I know I was running very fast uh, um, uh, at that time um, and driving product, um, but wished I'd pause more to uh, um, uh, absorb more from, from other people and uh, 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 get the inspiration and, and have those, those connections. Uh, and now there's, there's hundreds of people that, that are, that are my, my, my friends from those times. Um, so I think just acknowledging that and, and uh, uh, absorbing that opportunity early on, uh, I think is, is, is a really powerful thing later on in life. Yeah, I think we sometimes forget that like the networks that we build when we're younger are the ones that, you know, catapult us to the next neck of the woods that we may fall. And then they, and then those grow and grow and grow and grow. And as you get older, the bigger networks that you make, because the more rooms that you're in are just key. So the earlier you start to build those relationships and, you know, latch on to to good folks, um, no matter what they're doing, but people that you just, you, you, you genuinely like, and you want to go on the road with, uh, will be the ones that you look back on and go, hey, they can connect me to this person and that person and that person and that person. Um, because that's how this all works. We all know that networks are how, are how careers are now built. And uh, even more now with the technology that enables us to do it a lot faster and more uh, efficiently. Yeah, for sure. I, I, would, I think that's an excellent point. Um, um, and, and don't be afraid to reach out into your networks. Um, you know, even if it's somebody that you met, um, if you simply, you know, just met casually and it's been a while, there's nothing wrong with just reaching out and saying, Hey, I'd be, you know, I'd love to catch up here to what it is that you're doing these days. Just keep those connections open. I mean, you, you really never know. Um, so it kind of goes beyond don't burn any bridges, but, um, <laughs> you know, keep it active. You know, if, if somebody pings me and says, you know, Hey, would love to catch up with what are you doing these days? I think what you're up to is fascinating. You know, you get a little ego stroke there, but mm -hmm. um, it never strikes the recipient as odd. I don't think. Um, uh, so it's sort of just, you know, get over the anxiety of reaching out and just, just stay in touch with people. Um, it, it nearly always works. And, and asking people for advice. I think as 25, it's hard perhaps to look at those people that are, are inspiring you, uh, that you admire and w whatever field you're, you're in, um, be bold and ask for advice. Uh, uh, I think people are always willing to uh, thank you. Thank you for asking me. Uh, uh, and here, here's some bits of information, I think, because I, uh, I certainly wish I'd done more of that uh, early in my career. Uh, and, and now there's, there's amazing mentors and and people who are, uh, are doing amazing things around the world who are 
our, our friends because perhaps we're, we're asking more of those questions now uh, um, where we, sh we should start earlier. Awesome, so great. I'm gonna ask for some advice now. Uh, so if I was a student who just got out of college and wanted to get into uh, product design, what are some things I could do now that I probably couldn't do when you guys were first coming out? Like are there courses? Do you recommend any kind of programs? Uh, for folks to sort of begin to um, get involved in, in this career path. Or if someone's like mid-career and says, actually, yeah, I've always been fascinated by product design and I come from X uh, um, career, but it's something that is like kind of calling me in. Like, what are some tips and tools you think can begin to start them on that journey? Um, yeah, I think, you know, some of the, the fundamental um, uh, strengths, um, if you can start to develop um, or, or enhance would simply be things like empathy um, or your, your, your observation skills, how to observe people with an open mind, um, not to judge or form any assessment, um, but simply to observe um, how they go about their daily lives. Uh, and, you know, and at the same time, find ways to um, enhance empathy because those two things go, go hand in hand when you can when you can sort of project yourself into someone's life and understand, um, you know, what they're living. Um, Cause then you get results like your iPhone case that like, it felt like somebody could peer into your life and say, that's exactly what I needed. Um, beyond that, I, you know, if you want to be in, in product design, um, you know, the hardware side where there are physical artifacts, um, eventually those things need to get made. I mean, there's a lot of amazing digital tools um, in, in the design world which are important like any tool, um, but an understanding of how things get made and, and how materials behave and uh, why things go together the way they do. So all that nuts and bolts kind of stuff, if you can um, start building your experience there, so that visceral understanding um, of, of how things are, are put together, um, I think is um, invaluable. Awesome, great. How about you? What do you, what do you recommend? So, um, yeah, I totally agree with what, what Anna's saying there, um, as we normally do. Um, but um, <laughs> using some of, some of the basic foundational tools, uh, they're a great access point. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate, I think, that when, when, you, when you see people's resumes and people looking for work, that people get pigeonholed into where their first job was. And that, and that dictates where, where their whole career goes. And it's hard to perhaps break from that because people are looking for specific experience and, and relevancy of company or product and those elements. So um, just having some foundational tools and getting just getting bloody good at them uh, can be a really good access point for um, uh, um, getting your foot in the door somewhere. So being an expert in CAD um, uh, is, is just a wonderful foundation. It just should be there because uh, you, can, you can open doors that way. Uh, be amazing at, at sketching, uh, be amazing at prototyping uh, and being able to, like I said, work in that digital and physical world um, and being bold, being demanding on people where you want to go and get that experience of, we all know the stories of, I will sit on the doorstep until you let me work here. <laughs> um, but maybe there is a, just let me be here for two weeks and, and absorb and contribute because I am so passionate about it. That may feel 
difficult to um, to have that two weeks of non-paid or whatever it is, wherever we are in our career. But um, it's you're in there for the long haul, and what are you passionate about? And 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 be demanding on what you're passionate for and where you want to go and, and never settle. Uh, um, so I think that's, that's a real shame uh, if we do settle for, for a path that, that is not what we desire. Um, so be bold and, and, and aggressive with folks of, uh, of, of what you want to do and, and make sure you're, you're ready to step up with the, with the, with the tools and the, the, the empathy and all those, all those elements once, uh, once the opportunity comes your way. Awesome. And thank you guys for the, for the great advice. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we all now have what we think is more time than ever because we're all stuck at home um, because of the COVID situation. But, you know, we're actually busier than ever because that's what every study is now showing. So for you guys, what are you all doing for your self-care? Because this is, you know, obviously you've got very demanding jobs. You're also leaders of a company. Uh, how have you all been able to, you know, find some time for yourselves, and what have you been doing at that time? Um, uh, I, I'll jump in there. So, you know, day to day, um, you know, it's it's about finding the routine. I mean, we, um, my wife and I, have uh, three adult daughters, um, um, and just for various reasons, ended up here when the <laughs> when lockdown uh, launched so um, six months after we uh, uh, became you know empty nesters they were all back <laughs> um, uh, so you know there was definitely some negotiating going on to try and figure out how all our days could um, could intersect um, so you know I like to have start the day the kind of what I call the quiet hour with a cup of coffee and and um, you know figure out what needs to get done. That's just sort of the mentally, um, you know, physically, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to live in a place in an area where, you know, going for an hour long walk is quite a, um, uh, you know, decent cardio workout. Uh, <laughs> um, I've discovered um, through uh, my kids um, that, uh, and I'm not plugging, but Peloton has um, a pretty awesome app. Um, with a wide variety of, of, uh, things that you can do. They're not just about the stationary bike. So, um, it's easy to pop on one of their workouts for 20, 30 minutes, whatever you want to do. Um, just, you know, in home, no weights, no equipment kind of thing. Uh, and they're, I think they're, they're wonderful. Um, and then just getting out in, in, in nature, really, whether that's a hike or going down to the beach or, um, you know, uh, somehow getting out, uh, uh, amongst the trees, if you will, and um, just kind of letting letting myself de-stress that way. Awesome. Uh, I ascribe to the Peloton thing too, because I got the app for free and I was like, oh wait, I can do yoga? Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I've become a fan. Same. I'm like, if I had more room in my apartment, I'd actually buy the bike. <laughs> I live in New York City, so yeah, not yet. <laughs> Um, how about you, Josh? I know that you have younger kids. Yes, yeah, I've got uh, yeah, got dog triplets who are eight. So uh, um, there's uh, the, we need a lot of self care in this family. Um, but um, yeah, if, if we had uh, had video on the podcast, uh, I'm I'm now sitting in my garden, um, surrounded by all, all the vegetables, uh, uh, with the dog on my lap and, and in the sunshine. So um, 
while working. Um, so having having self care for us and, and across the team, it, we make that front and center as a conversation um, and really important. And and Zoom burnout is a real thing. Uh, um, it, it's uh, we're we're fortunate to be super busy, but it's back to back meetings all day long and, and inserting time to actually do self care is just critical to have that balance. Um, so. For me, it's various things, but like Anna, uh, get up before before the household, hopefully, and uh, uh, start the day with with a meditation. Uh, and every day is a, a run with the dog in the, in the neighbourhood uh, um, you know, before anything sort of really started. Uh, we have our home gym set up. Uh, um, we 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 regularly head to the beach. We're doing uh, a cooking class with the kids, so they're cooking us dinner uh, uh, on, a, on a weekly schedule, uh, using the Brava oven, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you and, go. Just spend a lot of time in nature, uh, always in the garden. The, 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 the kids are in the garden. Uh, uh, they're playing in the pool and uh, um, bringing our friends around within our bubble that we've created uh, and just trying to sort of decouple from the from the there are a lot of things, a lot of moving parts happening, uh, uh, especially in these last few months uh, and any time that you're a business owner. Um, so that balance is really, really important. And finding whatever those avenues are for you, in, in my opinion, is, is just so critical and, and important and, and um, just be unreasonable not to let that drop. Uh, my wife and I have that conversation all the time. Of, it's about time we closed the computer and uh, got in the garden or, or go for a walk or whatever, whatever it is. So uh, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty important. I'm testing a, a meditation device at the minute as well. So I can, I can also do product testing while, uh, <laughs> while I'm doing <laughs> Still I can, working, I, I see. Never, I can never really, really let go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's growing in your garden? Um, uh, many, many things, but we're, uh, we're overloaded with zucchinis, uh, and our neighbors are fed up of us giving them zucchinis, uh, <laughs> we have so many, uh, um, but many, many different tomatoes and kales and, uh, um, uh, uh, we've got lots of different types of cucumbers and sunflowers, which are fun for the kids when they're growing a 12 foot sunflower. Um, oh my lots, gosh. Lots of different herbs and we're, we're doing, uh, uh, edible flowers this year so uh, um, uh, we're testing uh, testing out our kids uh, appetites on eating plants and and we're, we're doing a product which is about growing at the minute so uh, again we're doing product design within the growing space of uh, of of, uh, of sprouting so that uh, so that that uh, that combines uh, uh, all my passions together so that's fun i was gonna say like you're basically one-stop shopping in your backyard <laughs> Part of the design was actually to not go shopping. We were we were seeding as lockdown happened, so we didn't have to go to the store, and that's actually been pretty successful on most of our fresh produce. So, uh, um, so yes, yeah, we. Uh, I geeked out on it in an engineering way uh, of, of uh, how we maximize the produce in the in the garden. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! Um, I want to come visit and try out some of these zucchinis because um, I, I love making zucchini noodles like I have I, 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 opposed to having a brava I got an air fryer and it has changed my entire cooking experience whereby everything is now in the air fryer and super fast and super yummy uh, so the convenience of it all uh, it has been key during this experience for me and, and, and being stuck at home. It's like, I really don't want to heat up this entire apartment with the oven. So having something small and compact that can do a lot of different things uh, has been phenomenal. So I totally understand <laughs> what you guys have uh, not done as well. Uh, so fun last question. Uh, what do you guys have as a give and or an ask of the audience? And so this can be anything. So it could be some advice. It could be a wish. 
It could be a recommendation, anything you want. Um, for me, I think the appreciation of spending time with people and being there for people, uh, it's, it's been taken away from us. Uh, and I think um, most families are taking this time to take stock of what's important. Um, and just, just asking around neighbors, how are people doing? Uh, everyone's in a different situation. Everyone has different pressures and we find it really rewarding with the people around us and the, and the, and the kids around us as well of, of just, just connecting on that way and taking it from a space of not being so busy. There's already been a number of things removed from, from uh, um, commuting or doing all the shopping or the mall. All these things have been taken away from our lives. Yes, super busy in other ways, but um, I think connecting with folks and just uh, 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 making space for that connection being valuable, not just a passing fleeting moment that you have to do, if that makes sense, of just getting get a little bit deeper and, and, and appreciating that connection you have with people. I know certainly with our team, it, it's, it's, it's one of the worst things about this whole situation, not being able to see people physically. Uh, um, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to, to, to when we can. But those, those people that we do see in, in the bubbles that we've all created, uh, um, having that be quality time and, and quality connection, uh, we would ask, ask for that to be more and really for that to be more when this goes away. And if it goes away, uh, that, that becomes more, more of the default. Awesome and wonderful and so very necessary and true. It's like, check in, how are people doing? And yeah, because everyone can be smiling on the inside and having a hard, hard, hard time at home. So uh, that's a wonderful, that's a, that's a wonderful uh, give for the audience. Thank you, John. How about you, Arna? Um, yeah, I th you know, first thoughts, your last question was a wonderful segue to this one because, um, you know, we do all need to pay attention to taking care of ourselves uh, so that we can be there for, for others, that we can find ways to, um, you know, dissipate our anxieties and our frustrations um, so they don't get the better of us. And that then, you know, we can be kind to one another and make more space for one another and reach out, um, recognize, other people's situations and where, you know, it's easy for us to, to lend a helping hand. Um, and even if it's that's just to say, how are you doing? And then actually listen to the answer. Um, so, um, yeah, I, you know, with all the stuff that we get bombarded with, um, when we spend too much time either watching news, social media, whatever, um, to take the time, I think, to balance that with, um, recognizing, keeping the perspective that, um, you know, that's, that's just the loudest part of, of who we are as a larger community that, you know, uh, most of the time, most people are kind and generous and giving, and, you know, we need to make sure that we, uh, we remember that and, and, and stick with that. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Arna. It's funny, um, I've been asking that question for over a year, so like, I don't know, 80 episodes, uh, and you're the first person who's noticed that I actually do that to get, do that on purpose. Because <laughs> it's like, yourself first, and then how do you help others? <laughs> so, um, because I think that's the thing that we oftentimes forget in this, is that 
we have to sort of take care of ourselves first and then how can we help others how can we give to others um no matter what the business that we're in we all have that capacity to give so uh thank you guys so much for your wonderful answers um it's been such a delight and an honor really to, to speak with you both uh like i said what you all do is just so fascinating and geeky and nerdy for me because i said someone who used to tinker and build as a kid i don't know if i mentioned that my dad's an engineer and so like i learned how to solder when i was like four <laughs> so uh, i've always been fascinated by how to build things that are tactile um and so what you all do um excites and uh, and i really enjoy like learning and listening from folks like you all so thank you so very much for being on the show well, fantastic, Lauren. Thank you for in including us. Uh, it's humbling um, for us as well, uh, you know, to be noticed. We do what we do because we love it. Um, so, you know, if we can share that uh, out in the world, um, uh, all the better. So, so thank you for the opportunity to join you. Awesome. Lovely to connect. Awesome. And so we'll put the information in the show notes so that you can learn more about Spanner uh, and check out these really amazing gentlemen who have built a phenomenal company that's building some of the products that we all know and love. And with that, that is our show.